0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the 4th episode of the Bits and Barbells podcast. I'm Backsate. I'm Ben. And today we're putting the barbells in the Bits and Barbells podcast name. Uh, before we get started, I want to say thanks for all the support we've had thus far. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and like. And we are also on Apple Pod- Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so make sure to give us five star ratings there and follow us on whatever podcast platform you would like. Um, and also follow our personals. Our social medias are there. And um, without further ado, we're gonna get into this episode, which is all about the gym, really. Um, so first thing we want to talk about is really our gym stories. Um, we're in our tank tops right now. We just got back from a little bit of of a workout, which we had a nice
1: little juicy pump,
0: a good chest and back day. Um, but yeah, Ben, I want to hear about your journey into the gym and into fitness as a whole.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a great kind of story. Uh, I started lifting back in high school, actually my sophomore year, second semester. So after the new year's. I knew, you know, I was one of those resolutioners. So I was like, okay, this is the year I'm actually going to go to the gym and I'm going to make a difference in my body. Um, At the time I had just, you know, quit the marching band in high school. I was doing marching band for that year. And then I was like, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. I didn't really enjoy it anymore. So I needed something to kind of fill that void in my after-school curriculum. And so the gym was something that I always wanted to do. And I had been getting increasingly involved in fitness in the months prior, um, just from doing push-ups and pull-ups kind of in my house. And I had started to see some changes already in my physique. And I was like, wow, I really want to go into this. And I really want to see how far I can take it. And I also remember um, some kind of early motivations for me. I remember back in the summer camp days when me and my sister... Uh, we're going to this summer camp that was local to us there was this one dude at the camp who was like absurdly jacked right and i'm like i don't even know like 11 12 and this guy was like 15 16 you know pretty buff i don't even know maybe he was 17 18 and he was pretty buff and i was like you know dang that guy's that guy's jacked like i want to be like that you know you see how much like respect it commands from the other people and so yeah that was kind of my motivations in getting into fitness um, so second semester of my sophomore year, I started going to the gym three days a week. My mom would drive me three days a week to the gym or two days during the week. So Tuesday, Friday after school, she would drive me, drop me off. And then she would come back like two, two hours later, pick me up. And that was kind of how I I got into it. And, um, I would work out with my dad on the weekends and, Yeah, it was a good father-son bonding time. And I look back on those weekend workouts with, you know, those were amazing memories.
0: That's awesome. So um, just to clarify, it wasn't necessarily, I know that a lot of people out there have an underlying desire to work out maybe because they either don't like the way that their body looks or um, it comes from some kind of insecurity. It sounds like that might not have been the case for you.
1: I don't think it was as big of a insecurity for me. I was always pretty secure in my body, but Of course, I'm an ambitious person, so I always had that, that yearning for more, right? I've never been complacent with anything in my life. So that desire to kind of just improve and better myself extended to my body, and it was something that I really wanted to just do for myself. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I definitely have a little bit of a different uh, story because I think that I I had tried every sport uh, that you can pretty much name and um, just didn't like any of them. And so I ended up quitting all of them. Uh, I wasn't a very competitive person before really finding the passion in the gym. Uh, I was really good at school, but that was sort of self uh competitiveness really. It was a, instead of, um, and not saying that you should be competitive against other people, especially when it comes to the gym, but I just wasn't as driven is maybe a better word. And, um, I ran cross country and I remember I was a very, very skinny kid. And, uh, I did have a lot of those insecurities when it came to my body. Uh, and I knew that I always wanted to bulk up, but, uh, I always thought that I would play a sport to do that for some reason. And, um, when I didn't like any of them, I was really kind of, uh, just upset that I just didn't have, I felt like, eh, this just isn't for me. Um, and then we actually had a weight class in high school and I took it my sophomore year. So I was 15 at the time and I had a coach very similar. Uh, and we called him captain America or coach carrier was his name. He's, he's great. He's out there. And he, 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 really did kind of like sat me down and he was basically said, listen, I see a lot of you and myself. I was in your exact shoes. He was tall, like six, three, six, four, I'm six, two, and, um, just jacked out of his mind. And, um, I instantly fell in love with the actual sports. Um, I started seeing, uh, results around the, probably the 10 week mark. Um, and that was, you know, eight, plus years ago now and, uh, still go to the gym, you know, almost daily. And, uh, it's just something that I fell in love with and I've found other benefits outside of the gym, which we'll get into a a little bit later. Um, but that was sort of my motivation. It definitely was not like a lack of, or it wasn't like a free time. I need to fill space. It was very much motivated in the sense that I want to change the way I look.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we both share that as like, we wanted to change the way we looked but maybe the reason why we wanted to change was different yeah uh, but i think fundamentally at the core of it we just are both about self improvement and getting better um so yeah
0: one thing and, i will say yeah, though yeah. it was um also i know this is this is okay for a lot of people who are out there it's okay to want to work out to attract the opposite sex that's i think that's an okay reason to start getting into the gym um I don't think it should be your only reason you keep going, uh, because as many people find out once they get ripped, that you get way more attention from dudes who want to start looking like you than yeah. you do from any girls. Yeah. But I think that that was also part of my motivation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's an underlying motivation for any straight male out there. They, you know, they want to attract the, or or gay male out there. Honestly, it's you want to attract the attention of people who you find interesting, and physical benefits are undeniable from from lifting weights. Um, and I, I like one thing that you said was how you fell in love with it. And it's really something that you do kind of fall in love with, right? Like in the beginning, maybe you don't have that motivation to necessarily step foot in the gym. I know a lot of people are actually super self-conscious about that, but it is a process that you become more acquainted with over time. And the more you do it, the more you actually start to enjoy it for just doing it in itself as opposed to looking for those external motivations. And it's something that you do. You do fall in love with it over time, just the process. It's very meditative for me now. And it's something I really, really enjoy.
0: You know that's an absolutely great point. I think honestly, uh, part of the reason why I was able to stick with the gym as opposed to some other sports is because I was given that environment where it was a class in school, so I had to go right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, it wasn't a public gym in the sense that uh, a lot. I think a lot of people have insecurities when it's like I don't know how to use the machines. Am I going to be using it wrong, or maybe I'm overweight, or I'm too skinny, and people are going to make fun of me, or even just look at me weird, and that that can sort of be a lot of pressure for someone who isn't comfortable in the gym yet. Um, and so I think that getting to that point, there is sort of a learning curve almost to where you have to hit that critical mass of like, I actually feel comfortable going here now. I actually enjoy it. I can walk up to any machine and know how to use it and, um, getting there for a lot of people I think can be very difficult. Uh, I don't necessarily have advice besides maybe trying to find a private gym or getting a personal trainer. Um, But yeah, I think that uh, it is, I think a lot of people maybe have the misconception that you do start it and immediately you're going to start getting big. Immediately you're going to start like feeling better and more confident and everything. And that is just not the case.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely not the case. Uh, I like how you said you, you started seeing results around like the 10 week mark. I honestly can't even remember when I started seeing results, but I remember very clearly at the six month mark, I was looking at some pictures of myself, some progress pictures. And I was like, whoa, those are, some, those are some changes, right? And also some people at school were coming up to me and they're like, Ben, like, you're looking, you're looking good, you know? Uh, and so that always feels good. But it is something that takes time. Um, yeah, it just takes time. So doing it, you know, you may not see results immediately, you know, especially if you're out of shape to a, a large degree to begin with. Um, But it's just something you just have to stick with. Right. And I think that's actually something we can probably touch on later. But one of the biggest like kind of lessons it teaches you is that delayed gratification and how you need to show up every single day, put in that work every single day, and eventually you'll have some benefit come out of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, instant gratification is not something that comes with the gym. And like you said, going every single day. And when we say every single day, we don't mean literally every single day. We mean the days that you're supposed to go to the gym, you go to the gym, which can kind of lead us into our next topic that we want to talk about because many of our listeners are uh, busy in either high school or particularly college or uh, maybe just wonder after college, you know, we're full-time software engineers now and we still look the way we do. We still go to the gym the way we do and uh talking about basically balancing that because i think a lot of people when they think of the gym it's almost kind of what you were in high school where it's like i've got some free time i'm going to start going to the gym life changes and then they're like ah you know it's just it's really it's really a lot of time um i maybe didn't get that much out of it and then uh that routine just immediately disintegrates and so i'm wondering if you maybe we'll start with either high school or college whichever you want i think college is probably better yeah 100 um, to like keep that up and have that balance.
1: Yeah, I would say, I can even start with high school because I think that's worth touching on. You know, in high school, when I first started, it was on my parents after school. They would bring me to the gym and I would only go three days a week uh, because that's like the only time I had allotted available within the week to do it, right? Yeah. So it was very much a constrained thing, which I think was actually good at to begin with, right? It's a very constrained time that I had to actually fit which was good because it wasn't like too much. I didn't go too much and I didn't get that burnout, right? It was at the right frequency, which is I think something that many of you who haven't started going to the gym yet need to realize is you can't just immediately go in and start just lifting seven days a week, doing crazy cardio, hours of cardio every single day on top of lifting it's a very gradual process over time, and it's something that you you will layer in more things the more you do it over time. So like the routine that I do now is absolutely not sustainable for a beginner, right? And I would never recommend it for a beginner because mentally they need to overcome that initial period of the transition and also give their bodies time to adapt too. Uh, you don't need to actually go in the gym that much when you're first starting because the majority of what your body's actually doing is repairing itself. Um, Like rest days are super important. We don't need to go into too many specifics here about the actual training principles, but rest days are important, especially when you're starting.
0: Yeah. Before I want to hear more about um, you balancing it with your busy schedule in college, but I want to touch on one thing you said, which I think is absolutely true, which is uh, I have a lot of friends who, uh, you know, see me now and they want to get into the gym as well. They'll ask for a routine, whatever. And the biggest mistake I see with people who are this uh, on and off, which is kind of the problem we're talking about staying consistent is they'll come back to the gym and go so hard that day one that they get exhausted. They can't do anything for the rest of the day. And then they're sore for literally a week. And it's like, you don't want to work out when you're sore for a week. And so I always say, especially if you've never worked out or you're even getting back into it, maybe after a couple months of not doing it, ease into it. That gradual thing that you talked about, because if you are sore for a week, you're going to be like, oh, this is how I'm always going to feel. I don't like this feeling. It's too hard. And then you're going to quit again. Um, And you know, you can't do that. So I would say ease into it.
1: Yeah. Easing got to ease, you know, it's nice and slow, slow and steady wins the race. You're going to
0: be doing it for decades, hopefully. So what's the rush of trying to kill your body on day one, you know?
1: Yeah. I I would say, I don't even try to kill my body now. Right. It's like, you should not, a lot of people, I think that's a very good point actually is people think that, Hey, I need to go and I need to do crazy stuff. That's not it at all. It's very much the, the incremental changes over time that add up. And, you know, I don't even know how many days we've probably gone to the gym since we started, but it's like if I've gone a thousand days since I started, that's all that matters, right? It's like those a thousand days over that time, that's what adds up and gives you the result. It's not killing yourself for like one or two days. that's going to give you that result. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, um, so back to basically balancing.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is going to be a theme in this episode, you know, something we care very passionately about, So we can kind of get tracked on the side here, but back to the kind of work-life balance of working out. In college, you have a lot of free time. And I see a lot of questions about people asking, hey, do I have time to lift weights and learn how to code? I mean, are you sitting at your chair learning how to code for 16 hours a day? Do you wake up and do you learn how to code all day and then go to bed? No, you know, it's, it's the same principle with lifting applied to learning how to code. You, you don't spend your entire day doing that. And we talk about this a lot on our, our pages or TikTok and Instagram, but there's this thing called Parkinson's law where time expands to fill the time you give it. Or what is it?
0: It's that work of work. Let me try this again. <laughs> uh, work fills the time allotted for its completion,
1: right? Yeah. Work fills the time allotted for its completion. So one of the things that I would do in college was have a dedicated gym time every single day. And for me, my freshman year, this was 10 PM to midnight. So every day at 10 PM, I would go to the gym no matter what. And that was my hard cutoff. And then I would come back and have the most blissful sleep ever. Um, so that's something you kind of need to do, right? You need to just put in this chunk in your day, and that's how what I recommend at least, is just put a designated chunk of time where you go to the gym, right? And then if that time comes around and you're not going to the gym, then you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? You should be in the gym and you know it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that I I maybe wasn't quite as strict as you were. I think that absolutely works. Uh, I think that we also had the benefit if we just talked about, we started in high school, so we had that habit going into college. You can absolutely build it in college. But really, when people ask me, I say more or less the same thing, which is make it a non-negotiable. Right, It is a part of your day, just like going to class, just like sleeping, and just like eating. And you will find time, I promise you, you will find time. Are there gonna be days where maybe you really need to study for that exam that's fine, right? Again, missing one day is not going to be the problem. The problem is building the habit of not going and uh, you need to just make it, un- make it a non-negotiable. And if you do that, you will find time, you will get into the gym and you will feel better. And we'll continue talking about this many times throughout this podcast or this episode, but you will feel so much better after going. Your mind will be clear that it is almost always worth it to go to the gym. Um
1: Yeah. I want to hop on something you said there, which is it's absolutely okay to have these periods where you actually take your foot off the gas when it comes to the gym. Like during finals, I absolutely would not go to the gym on the same frequency that I would during the regular school year, right? I have things to study for, right? I would still make the time to go at like a baseline level. So I would, hey, I would say, hey, like I'm going to do one or two, three days a week instead of five, six. But I would definitely take my foot off the gas and give myself the, the freedom to then pursue what I need to be doing. Like the way that I think about fitness or even just pursuing activities in general within your day-to-day is that you have this prioritization matrix, right? These list of priorities, like, you know, um, like what is your your utmost priority during the day? And for a period of my life, yeah, it was health. Health was the uppermost priority. I think it's actually my uppermost priority now. It's like 1A, 1B, tied with kind of my career. But, you know, you just kind of have to work and think through the framework of I have this list of priorities. And yeah, at certain points in your life, that list of priorities is going to change. During finals, your list of priorities is get good grades on the finals. You know, you don't want to go. To the gym when you're about to fail your final coming up next, right? Like if you haven't started studying for your final, definitely don't go to the gym because you need to start studying like that day.
0: Yep, and I think that uh, something that you more or less touched on, but I want to talk about right now is I think that a lot of people maybe look at our physiques or other people's physiques and they're like, I want to look like that. I wonder what it takes to maintain that. It takes a lot of work to get it. Yeah. It takes very little to maintain it. If we, if you and I started working out twice a week. We would be able to maintain where we're currently at.
1: We would be able to maintain like 95% of the world. Yeah, sure.
0: And so, um, skipping an entire week, I'm not saying do this, but, um, don't think that all, I think a lot of people think, oh, all my progress is gone. Right. Um, and so they almost use that as an excuse to not go in the first place. Cause it's like, I know that I'm going to have busy times where I can't work out and I'm going to lose it all anyways. So why would I work out in the first place? Which of course is just cope, but, um, no, it it maintaining it. Once you have that habit, once you have that lifestyle, maintaining it very easy. And I think that's where a lot of people fail is they just can't get to that, that critical mass.
1: Right. Yeah, there is definitely an inflection point after which it's like the the energy required to maintain is just a lot easier to build than to build rather. Um, and like you said, yeah, we could slack off. I mean, I went on, We both went on vacation recently. I didn't. I didn't even lift during that whole week. Right. Yeah, and I was eating I. whatever. But because I literally dieted my you know my butt off leading up to that trip. It was fine. I gave myself that one week of break and I definitely needed that break psychologically, right? And, yeah, and I think
0: that a lot of people when we're talking about balancing it with different things, they they do go into that, uh, they're almost on that yo-yo of they have right. those really intense periods of working out and then they don't work out for months and then they go back and they don't work out for months and so they never hit that point to where it's like, maintenance, you right. know, where, where they have that physique. And so I do see people where it's like, if you've been working out for three months and you don't work out for three months, there are still those mind muscle connections, but they're not as strong. And it's going to take you longer to rebuild it than some, or if we were to stop working out for three months, that's just a fact.
1: Yeah. Like if just to give you a tangible example here, if you work out for 30 minutes, like three times a week, just doing that is going to be better. And, and assuming you do that for like a year straight. 30 minutes, three times a week, as opposed to working out for three months, two hours a day, every single day, and then taking the rest of the year off. Yep, You're gonna get way better results from the 30 minutes, three times a week, than the the other one.
0: Yep, and that just makes sense physiologically, because ultimately what muscle is and what it is, is it's your body thinking you need this to survive and do the normal strain that you see day to day. So if you go months and months and months, your body's like, I don't need to spend all this energy keeping all this muscle, just makes sense. I want to talk a little bit now about our routines now because we are full-time software engineers now. And uh, I think we actually have maybe some different – Attitudes towards it because I think that what I do now is actually trying to do almost the maintenance thing to where I have a routine that I am really happy doing. I've been doing it for over a year now. And it's, um, you know, I work out for 45 to 50 minutes. I'm not in there for hours and hours and hours. I'll do cardio multiple times a week. Um, I'm not just so exhausted and dripping in sweat after every workout. If anything, it's more like I feel good. That was a good part of my day. And it is really maintenance. And so, now that I'm a full-time software engineer, even the days where I'm super busy, I can find 45 minutes and I'm not, I know that I actually look forward to it because I'm not going to be super exhausted afterwards. And so uh, it's very easy for me to do it now because I've done all the years prior to allow myself to do this. And so balancing it now for me is insanely easy. I'm curious what your routine right now kind of looks like.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in this limbo state, I feel like in terms of what I'm doing because I did diet so heavily for this trip and I got in really good shape that I kind of want to keep it. So I am pushing myself a little bit harder. Um, but I don't spend more than like an hour on my workouts. And it's something I do in the morning at like 6am typically. So I usually just wake up, go directly to the gym. And it's honestly one of my favorite parts of the day. Like I love starting my day like that. And then I do cardio as well after work. Um, so I, I think I maybe a lot more time for it during my day than you do. But the mentality is still pretty much the same. It's like I'm not trying to become a, a radically different person at this point. I understand that yes, I have reached my essential max max potential in, in terms of genetics, how much muscle I can actually build
0: naturally by the good way guys. We're yeah, both nat- natural. We're both
1: natural. So it's like I know that I can't get drastically better and there wouldn't even be a point of getting that much better because of the the tangible benefits, they wouldn't even be there. It's like There's no point in in improving beyond where I've improved to the point now. So it's like, all right, just maintain it, enjoy it, but treat it for what it is, which is this kind of health thing.
0: Yeah. I want to just touch on one thing, which is uh, kind of insane because I want people to really understand what we're talking about here. Ben, to most people, looks insane, right? They would see him and they would be like, this guy must live in the gym. But when you really think about it, if he goes at 6 a.m. and he's there for an hour, no one could even know that he works out. I mean, it's like, that's pre-anything that's pre-work. It's right. not like it's if you wanted to do have plans after work, you would absolutely be able to go to all of them because you're working out in the morning anyways. So it's like this incognito, how does he say so, Jack, when it's yeah. so simple?
1: Yeah. And I, I literally posted a day in the life, actually. And I, I worked out before the day in the life, right? And I started filming essentially when I started making my breakfast. And people were in the comments like, bro skips the gym, bro. Like, how does bro skip the gym? And I was just like, No, it's literally before everything. Uh, It's not like, and I think that's actually a really good way of kind of going back a little bit, how you can partition this into your life is you put it at the start or the end. I think that's kind of the, the natural way to do things, especially when you're living in a big city and you have very close proximity to a gym. It's very easy to just kind of hop in there when you, after you wake up or before you go to bed, you just hop to the gym really quick and then hop back.
0: I completely agree. I think that because most people have that morning sort of time where they have to their first um responsibility and that's a hard set. So if you just back that up and put gym before whatever that is, uh you'll always be able to make time for it because you just wake up earlier if you have to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it. You just make time. Um that's great. Uh if you have anything more about balance, otherwise I think that something that we want to talk about is the sort of really tangible benefits right that you get from working out because i think that a lot of people may just see us as meatheads or may just see us as like uh programmers you know, yeah programmers <laughs> I, I do hear that term um but i think that a lot of people think that the gym bro tech which bro by the way we are we are d- gym slash tech bros uh, but we're proud of it because we know that it does have these direct applications to health and so uh, i'm wondering if you want to talk about some of those
1: yeah i mean the first and actually here i'll talk about this since it's probably not something that people think about is I can eat way more food than literally 99% of humans on the planet. Like my maintenance calories is literally 3,500, probably more than that.
0: Explain maintenance really quick so that-
1: Yeah, so basically energy expenditure is like a balance, right, so you eat food, which is calories, and then you you expend energy in the form of calories throughout your day, like just, there's this thing called basal metabolic rate, which is essentially the, you could just lie in bed all day, and that's just like the baseline amount of calories that your body will burn just doing absolutely nothing. And when you have muscle, it actually increases this baseline metabolic rate quite significantly. Um so just by doing just by adding muscle to your frame, you're giving your body more tolerance to eat food. Uh it's probably not something that you guys think about, but like Carter mentioned earlier, it is kind of this adapted environmental response, right? So having more muscle requires more energy, which is why it's one of the first things that your body will actually get rid of if you're starving, if you're in like a starvation mode, right?
0: Yeah, just really quickly off that, because yeah, I think that uh, probably both of our diets, uh, my diet, I also posted a day in the life and um, I have like these just delectable egg sandwiches with bacon. And then in the afternoon, like dinners, I love burgers. So I'll have like literally two to three burgers for dinner. And people would probably look at that from an outside and be like, oh my God, this dude must be 400 pounds. Like, But no, I would just have a lot of muscle and that's that your body burns it all.
1: Yeah, no. So that's like a very direct perk is you can just eat more food. I can eat a ton of food. It's actually a very struggle for me to just get in the right amount of food that I need.
0: Yeah. Um another direct benefit is I think that I generally have much higher energy levels. I think that just being able to be an active person, it's well known that humans were meant to be active. We evolved this way and so your brain like there are so many studies your brain works better when you're active, when you're, you know, your cardiovascular health is in order and all these things. It is a main component of just being a healthy individual and you know they say healthy body health, healthy mind but it's absolutely true. And so I would say that, uh, another direct benefit is just your brain works better. And so it's, uh, it's not necessarily direct in terms of like what you see in the gym, but your life is just tangibly better directly from working out.
1: Yeah. And I think that actually there are studies that say working out will actually cause you to age better. And I think this is well known, right? So it does have direct benefit to your brain, but like as you age, deterioration of the brain happens whether you like it or not right like i'm sure you can look at your grandparents or your parents and just see hey maybe they're not as sharp as they used to be uh i think this is well known so it's not controversial for me to say that but basically working out is going to cause you to age much better than if you didn't work out just kind of across the board but especially in terms of your mind
0: Yeah, but physically too, I think that uh, there's a lot of studies that have come out somewhat recently relating sort of active 45-year-olds, active 55-year-olds, active 65-year-olds, all the way up through, I think, 85 versus their non-active counterparts. And it is something absurd, like a active 65-year-old who's been active for decades is at the same level as a non-active 45-year-old, meaning they're virtually the same age physiologically, and there's a 20-year age gap between them, which is absolutely absurd
1: yeah and we can talk about we could literally talk about health for like hours and just the the health benefits that come from working out so i think we can just kind of say wrap it up by saying yeah it is very good for your health um and also something that maybe you don't think about actually do we want to talk about that in the indirect kind of part? sure
0: like, we just can go into it I yeah think we that- can
1: just hop into this next little phase, which is the the kind of other perks of lifting that you don't think about.
0: Or maybe, maybe stuff that's not directly related to working out or right. your body or your physical health.
1: But I feel like, and this is something I'm a big advocate of, is giving your mind the ability to relax and kind of decompress. Because when you spend all day studying, your brain is in a very kind of focused, locked in state, which can cause you to tense up almost and not be as creative. I've found that a lot of problems that I've been working on from projects to work, whatever, once I go to the gym and I'm just kind of in that free state, not even thinking about anything, that's actually when I have my most creative insights. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what you have to say. Oh, I that.
0: did. I did a whole video on this, actually. is really? one of my first videos. Yeah, related. It was on the topic of burnout. And um, I specifically said that your body needs time to like, kind of what you said, decompress, but sort of solve those problems that may be in your subconscious. And it, it can only do that in a state kind of like that. Or maybe you're walking or even I think if you're just like casually talking with friends, but I put it in direct comparison to uh, consuming of media, either like social media or Netflix or something like that, where your mind is being stimulated by something else, that is not going to help you do the things we're talking about, right? You're not going to be sitting there and be like, that was the coding problem while you're watching a Netflix movie. But while you're working out, your mind is still free to be able to work on a lot of those things. And so I think that's absolutely true. I think that, um, that, and also like cardio, you know, we, we talk a lot about lifting because we do that, but we also do cardio. And I think that's another great example of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can also talk about, the like we already talked about this how you want to look better because you want to attract you know potential mates or whatever
0: yeah I think that um so I can talk about that because that was one of the main drawings for me of working out is uh I personally didn't like really talk to girls that much I wasn't liked by girls that much um and I want to make it very clear that working out Did not directly do this, right? I think that, um, it actually took a lot of time and this is something that people need to understand. And we were talking about this recently where it'll take some time once your new self, if you want to call that, which was me in this case, after I gained a lot of muscle and looked a lot better, uh, to, reconcile that with how you previously viewed yourself. And so my confidence in everything was actually still somewhat low for a consistent amount of time. I would say probably, probably around a year to even up to two years after I became quote unquote buff. Um, but what happens is all these external stimuli mm-hmm. start to confirm your new identity. right? And after enough time, you start building that internal confidence and you start realizing that you are this new person. You are this person that has confidence because ultimately, that is what attracts, uh, the opposite sex guys. Sorry. It's not necessarily just the muscles, although that can help. Um, but it is a or
1: really any partner. I want to mention that. Yeah. Idea.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, confidence. Yeah. It's just a universally attractive, uh, trait. Yeah. And, um, I definitely think that it is a, it is a way to get there is sort of, you know, becoming confident in yourself in your own body. And that does take time, but, um, the best way to do it arguably is working out.
1: Yeah, I, I would say I have very much have a similar kind of story. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you can work out and then you actually, the mental changes from working out actually lag behind the physical because there's this thing when you start working out called newbie gains, essentially your body is in a prime state for building muscle when you have never exposed it to this res- like stimulus before. So after you, you hit your newbie gains, but your brain essentially stays the same. Uh, And it is very much a lagging thing that happens. So you can get like years down the line. It's like, oh, wait, people are giving me all these this attention, all this X, Y, Z. And wait, maybe I am like, you know, more capable or desired than I actually thought.
0: Yeah. For me, it was after two years of working out in high school, when I went to college, it was all of a sudden I I walked on campus as a buff guy. (laughs) And uh, that was definitely not the same people I went to high school with. And so that that really kind of supercharged that uh, attitude from that external stimuli. Um, Yeah. uh, Another sort of Perk that you get that I think that uh, may not be true for everyone, but was definitely true for me. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Is I mentioned how I wasn't very driven prior, uh, and basically committing to things, especially long term goals, tasks, etc., was something that I struggled with. Uh, I, I I don't know if it was because I was impatient or I just I I don't know, really know what it was, but. Once I found the gym, and once I really started committing to that, I realized that it was possible for myself to be able to do that—to commit to long-term goals. And even if you don't see something day by day, that you will see it eventually if you stick to it. And I applied that then later to whether it was my career, whether it was doing uh, classes, or um, even you know other aspects of my life, like building relationships. Right? These things take time, and they take a lot of work, and they take a lot of work that won't become immediately visible to you and the gym sort of showed me uh the that that's possible. And so I would say that the no, the perk there is just drive. Like I I think I literally cultivated that in the gym. And so um that has made my life infinitely better coming post on the other side of that.
1: I agree. I think I mentioned this earlier but it very directly relates to delayed gratification. And that's kind of what you were just talking about how these changes, they stack over time and the, from day to day, you don't necessarily see any difference. Um, but on the long scale, it really, it really just teaches you how to think on like a long time horizon. Say, you know, if I go and I lift every single day that I should for the next two, three years, then I'll look the way I want, but it won't happen from a day-to-day you know pace. Uh, and I think that's super important.
0: Yeah, no. And that's uh, sort of the last perk that I have, unless you have any other ones. Uh, and this one's a really kind of interesting one. And this one's where we kind of go into um, not controversial territory, but uh, is I legitimately think that I have been afforded more opportunities or oh. afforded more relationships. And when I say relationships, I don't purely mean romantic relationships. I mean people will come up to you and strike a conversation because of the way you look, especially if you're fit. And it could be some, in some cases, powerful people. I think you did a video on this recently to where, uh, it's almost an instant signifier of a certain attractive qualities in a person. Again, I'm not talking romantic here, but it shows that you can be driven. It shows that you have hardworking mentality. It shows all that stuff instantly visually. And people pick up on that, whether they want to talk about it or not. And that will, it, I, again, I think I've literally gotten opportunities. From that?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is called, some people call it swole privilege. You know, when you go to Chipotle and they give you two scoops of chicken without you asking. Uh, But it's something that extends beyond just going to Chipotle and getting double meat. It's something that is what I like to call an honest indicator. And this is what I mentioned in that video. There are things that are indisputable just from the appearance. So an honest indicator, somebody who's in really good shape, you know automatically that they have the focus, they have the determination, they have the discipline to achieve control within their body. And the ability to do that definitely extends beyond it too, right? So if you have the ability to essentially craft your body in a particular way, that's kind of the nexus for then reaching beyond and going into your immediate environment and making those changes elsewhere. So it's very much an honest indicator in that it displays these qualities, these attractive qualities, such as discipline, focus, determination, et cetera, just in itself. And it's something you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything.
0: Exactly. And I think that whether, again, whether it's true or not, uh, I can imagine that when I come into an interview, especially if it's in person and you walk in and you're tall, swole, (laughs) confident. And, um, it's, it's just, it, it, it is a privilege, like you said, that extends. And I might've been given that extra little chance that somebody else maybe wasn't because of these qualities.
1: Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I remember I actually, this is kind of a funny story, but I remember seeing this on LinkedIn when I was like in college, I remember seeing this dude, he was like, man, I hate all these virtual like interviews because he was like, yeah, I'm six, five. And I can't, I can't find a way to like tell that to the interviewer, right? So it's kind of the same thing, right? It gives you this kind of massive, like almost charisma boost in person just because it just shows these qualities just inherently without you having to say anything.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, do you have any other sort of perks? Otherwise, we could maybe get to wrapping up the episode.
1: No, I mean, I think, I think that's it. Um, the honest indicator is really honestly one of those ones that most people don't even know about.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So in this episode, we talked a lot about just uh, fitness and I'm sure we'll have more episodes on the future on fitness. If you have specific topics that you'd like us to hit and talk about related to fitness, health, software engineering, really anything, please make sure to drop them down in the uh, comment section below. If you're on YouTube, if you're on uh, Spotify or Apple music or or Apple podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. If you are watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, like, and go watch the other episodes. And uh, thanks again, always for listening. And we hope to see you again next week. So thanks again.
1: Yeah. Leave all your questions below and we'll definitely dive more into fitness in future episodes. Uh, I mean, we can both talk on this for probably infinite amount of time. So definitely leave your questions below and we'll kind of put this in the queue for future episodes.
0: Thanks everybody for watching.